You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talkback program. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? Well, can you read my mind? Really? That's the song we're going to pull out? A little Superman? It's a a classic. (laughs) Come on. Uh, folks, Tim the Tool is back this week. Also joining us in studio as co-host for the day is Cheryl Weber from Television's Full Circle. Cheryl, nice to have you. It's so much fun to be here. This I mi- don't want to read your mind. You, no, you don't. You definitely don't want to be in this mind. That might be the corniest song I've heard in maybe a year and a half. Sylvia Brown is joining us next. Sylvia's philosophy of life is based upon research into past lives via hypnosis and through the information obtained via Sylvia's deep trance channeling ability from thousands of hip hypnotic regressions and hundreds of trance sessions, reincarnation was established as a key to understanding life. And Sylvia accepts reincarnation as a central theme in her philosophy, yet this belief is never forced upon anyone who does not want to hear it. Sylvia always says, take with you what you want and leave behind the rest. She is also strongly pro-God, but again, does not force the issue. Sylvia likes to tell people it does not matter if you believe in God because God believes in you. Sylvia Brown's media appearances obviously have included Unsolved Mysteries, In Search Of, That's Incredible, The Morning Show with Mike and Juliet, Love Line with Dr. Drood, uh, Larry King Live, and of course, uh, Weekly Spot on the Montel Williams Show for over 17 years. SylviaBrown.com is the website, and Sylvia Brown joins us. Hello, Sylvia. Hi. Great to hear your voice. You have one of, I mean, I know you hear this all the time, but you have one of the most distinctive voices in the universe. Yeah, well, so does my sister and my mother have the same voices. We, I think it's a genetic thing. It's well, all the way, so. What about the guys? Do they have high voices in your family? No, 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 no. They have big booming voices. <laughs> my dad used to call on the phone and he'd say, "Which one am I talking to?" And I say, "Who the hell do you think you're talking to?" He say, "Oh, Sylvia." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sylvia, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host Cheryl. Cheryl, this is Sylvia. Great to meet you, Sylvia. Welcome to the show. And happy birthday, uh, Sylvia. Did you not just celebrate a birthday recently? Yes, the 19th. Happy birthday. Happy uh, 63rd, is it? Uh, uh, 54th? (laughs) What is it, Sylvia? (laughs) No, it's 76th. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I come from a line of people that live forever. Um, uh, How has your health been? Because I understand there was maybe some heart issues in Hawaii a little while ago. Well, it was the craziest thing. I had a episode where I had just did a lecture and uh, a, a salon. That's where a lot of people come and we talk. And I just got up one night and just keeled over. And what I had was what they call lobster trap. And I went to one of the best cardiac. I have nothing wrong with my heart. It was like a, um, what they call, they don't even know, but they say it was just like a heart injury. Like, you know, I had some kind of overwork or whatever, but they did a whole, uh, you know, thing on me. I was there 12 days, and I went through everything inside out, and I was fine. So, uh, I don't know what it was. I did think it was some overwork and stress. Overwork. Well, you are uh, an overworker, that's for sure. Um, and, of course, you keep rolling like this, then your your plan is going to come true. Did you? Wasn't there something uh, said about uh, planning on dying when you're 88? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about myself, but that number came to me when I was really young. Right. I, this is kind of a weird question. I don't even know. I just know that it can be a really painful thing. Uh, have you have you been dealing with a bit of sciatica as well? Yes, I have. Yeah, I uh, 
got in the bathtub and twisted my uh, leg. And, you know, and I went to the doctor and I said, when the hell am I going to get through this? And they, I love this when they said, it. well, at your age, you know, and I'm looking at this old man doctor, you know. I said, I got your old age. He <laughs> said, you just got to take it easy. You can't keep standing walking on it. It'll heal itself. But I really took a terrible fall hmm. on cement right on my, you know what. Wow. Well, you're in good company. I think uh, Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith had a big fall last week as well and knocked out a couple of teeth. So you and him. Oh, I didn't do that. No. I just hit my butt, but boy. And then when I got up, I couldn't figure out. I thought, oh, my God, because it was numb. And then, I, of course, I went to my doctor. He said, no. He said, you bruised your sciatica. It takes a long time at your age. Uh. Which I love. Don't you hate it you when know. doctors just, uh, you know, like kind of just, I'll just live with it. Or I don't know, like I'm really motivated to work on my health and I hate it when they just kind of brush you off and yeah. just say. Yeah, or if you're, you know, and you're, after all, you're a female that said da 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 oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you gave it to him. I did. Good girl, good girl. Well, listen, uh, you know, you're on our show today uh, because we want to know where you came from, what you've grown up with spiritually, uh, what your, you know, your faith journey has been, and, uh, you know, sort of what you believe today. Uh, so, and, and I don't know, Sylvia, I mean, have you ever been, I'm sure, I mean, you've been doing this a while, have you ever been interviewed on a, on a Christian uh, television network or Christian radio show? Oh, yeah, I've even talked uh, in Methodist and Presbyterian churches, and I have Jesuits on my board of directors, so I've never run into that. Right, Because right. I've always believed in our Lord, and I've always believed in God. Uh, so I, I don't think they think I'm a threat. You know, when I started church, I have thousands of study groups, you know, um, and I have ministers. I have a church. You know, I have seven churches now. Do you ever get any flack from uh, Christians? No, I never have. Do you know that? I've never gotten one hate. I guess they figure, you know, and of course I grew up Catholic. I was going to be a nun. Wow. Uh, I guess they figured if my head doesn't turn around at this point, I'm okay. You know, Drew's been a nun. Okay, Really? You're going to bring that up? <laughs> I dressed up as a nun a couple of years ago for Halloween, and thanks for bringing that up. No sure. problem. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's all right. I dressed up as a nun for Halloween one year. <laughs> there you go. See, look at what you have in common. You would never have known that if <laughs> I had right, brought that up. All right. <laughs> Moving along. Not a moment too soon. Um, did you not grow up, though, with uh, with uh, sort of a, a Jewish background, following the footsteps yeah. of your father? Yeah. I grew up in a Jewish uh, Catholic Episcopalian Lutheran household. Wow. Good luck so with I that. Out, yeah. <laughs> I started out being a theologian. It's interesting, you know, you, you, and I think for a lot of evangelical Christians, they would hear you say, Our Lord, or uh, you, you say that a lot. And, uh, and let's just clarify, when you say Our Lord, who, who are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Okay, all right. Um, do you think that surprises uh, Christians when they hear you talking about Jesus Christ as your Lord? Uh, maybe some odd years ago, maybe 50 years ago they did, but not now. Not now. Do you no. consider yourself born again? I think I've been born again many times. Ah, through reincarnation but, now. You know, I don't care what you name God. It's all the same God. I don't care if you want to call him Yahweh, Jehovah, you know, Am, whatever. It's still the same God for all of us. Right. The only thing my message is, that is quit with the mean, hateful, nasty God. It can't be both ways. You've got an all-loving all-forgiving, all-omnipotent, prima mobile, 
and you don't have a nasty mean God. That's crazy. Tell us, uh, tell us about the Society of Novus Spiritus. This is uh, Gnostic Christianity, if I understand. That's right. That's what our Lord was. You know, our Lord was an Essene, and an Essene translates to Gnosticism, which means seeker after your own truth. In other words, I'm not going to convert you, but if you come to my church, you better come in with God. Right. What What are your thoughts, uh, Sylvia, on on the Bible? The Old Testament, I think, is scary. I've taught Bible. I've read all 26 versions of the Bible, but I think the Bible is scary. And now the, we we stick strictly, mostly to the uh, New Testament, what our Lord said. So, in your church, do you teach from the Bible then? Oh, we have, yeah, we have Bible quotes and everything. But most of the time, we're trying to get rid of the fear and the guilt and the hate and the. You know, if we got rid of that, we wouldn't be fighting everywhere. Um, let me. I want to read to uh, our listeners what your your website uh, with your church talks about. Uh, Novus views the Bible as a marvelous book of learning and hope for a then tired world. The yeah. message of hope is the New Testament with wonderful truths from a master. And the Old Testament provides a diary of the path to perfection that awaits every person. It goes on to say that, uh, well, is the Bible the unaltered word of God? No, it simply cannot be due to the centuries of social, political, language, and geographical changes. In fact, the current Bible is not even complete. Many books have been deleted in order to preserve the church's power. The most right. glaring purge was at the Ecumenical Council at Nicaea in 325 CE. That's right. They got rid of 13 books. So you know, you if, people, if people really got into it and stopped listening to what everybody says, and you, you said, Michael, I would say, take with you what you want. You don't have to say what I say. But, I mean, if people really research, they're going to find out that the Bible is so convoluted. Now, the one Bible that people should really get a hold of is by my same publisher, is by Lomsa, because he is the only one that translated it from the Aramaic. It was See, a... When you translate one one language into another, another, for instance, my book, The Other Side and Back, or Life on the Other Side, is was translated in German. When it came back to me, it said, the spirit world is not closed. Well, that's not what it, what it says. But, I mean, they had no words to translate what my book said. So what's that translation you were recommending, the Bible translation? Lomsa. Lomsa, I've never heard of that. So what's your... L-A-M-P-S-A. So you, you're a fan of the New Testament. What is your favorite Bible verse, most meaningful to you? I love everything that has to do with the Beatitudes. I love the Beatitudes uh, more than I even love the... Um, you know, the Ten Commandments. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, Sylvia, there's no question that you are a huge proponent of uh, love and grace. I mean, that is uh, that is something that you speak about fairly regularly, correct? Yes, yes, and the Holy Spirit, and, you know, uh, you can't just talk the talk. You have to walk the walk. So we're talking about Halloween and evil today. How would you define evil? Evil, they're, of course, they're evil people. They're, we call them dark entities. Uh, there's not any, um, there's not any devil. I married him and he's in Chicago. But, <laughs> uh, 
There's nobody with horns. That was just something to scare everybody. And even hell was Sheol. It was either uh, in Judaic, it was below ground, or it was a burning dumpster outside of Jerusalem that never went out. So the church decided, hey, that's great. Let's get a devil, let's get hell, let's get the hell out of people. So you're saying that those things were, were, I guess, basically made up in order to control people? Well, sure, and to get more members. If I scare the hell out of you, you're going to join. Right. Yeah, I've seen a lot of churches do that, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I don't buy that. If, if, you, if you really love God with all your heart, like I say, spirituality is so easy. It's just love God, do good, and then shut up and go home. <laughs> um, okay, so Sylvia, I mean, uh, you know, everybody that I come across these days, well, not everybody, but most people, um, have no problem talking about spiritual things and and, no. and wondering about God and, and even discussing Jesus. Um, but it's it's who Jesus really is or was. And I, I, so, you know, th- those definitions are, are a plenty. Uh, there, there, there's a variety of definitions out there about what God is well, or I isn't. Think, and, I, yeah, I think God is, a, I actually think God is an actual, I don't mean some old man sitting on a cloud, but I think God actually can take a, a form. My guy says he can't, he can't hold it for long because he's so powerful, but there's, actually is an energy God. And, you know, and it's not just some nebulous floating energy that floats around. Right. Okay, so who uh, who would be Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Jesus was probably the greatest messenger that ever came from God. So he's not the son of God, but he's God's messenger. Well, I think you're the daughter of God. I'm the daughter of God. He's the son of God. I mean, we all are. But I think he stood out. I think he was probably one of the greatest avatars, you know, the greatest messengers. Well, the Mormons teach that Jesus and Satan were once brothers. Uh, do you? I, I guess if you don't believe in a literal Satan, then you wouldn't believe in that type no, of theory. No, I think that, that, I don't want to say that's crazy, but I mean, I wish people would use their logic rather than what somebody tells them. Right. So you're a big proponent of, you know, God being a God of love, grace, and forgiveness. What about evil people like the Hitlers of the world, the serial killers, the mass murderers? Oh, they just come right back in. They come right back in. They just rotate. See, you and I don't get to go through the tunnel. We get to go to the other side. We get to enjoy it. But, see, they just come right back in because this is where hell is. So that's reincarnation. They get another shot at getting it right. Yeah. And if they don't, then eventually, when this schematic is over, if it ever is over, then God just absorbs them into the uncreated man. Francine, tell us about Francine. Well, I heard her when I was seven, and it scared the liver out of me. So I went running downstairs to my grandmother, who was a known and still um, revered psychic, and she's dead now in Kansas City, Missouri, and I ran downstairs and said, oh, Grandma, I heard this voice, and she said, oh, forget it. it was, she said, pick up that carrot. We had a victory garden, which I'll, you know, uh, tell you my age, but uh, <laughs> she said, don't, don't worry about it. She said, we've all got it. 300 years, I've tracked it. With 300 years, my son is psychic, my granddaughter is psychic, I'm psychic, my grandmother was, her mother was. I think that there is a genetic component part, but more important than anything, I think it's from God. So you, now, that, 
Sorry, I was going to say, so you're saying that, that Francine, your your guide, I think I'm using the right terminology, is yeah. is uh, is a, an angel from God or a, another person? No, no, she's an actual person that lives as an Aztec Inca. Okay. And and uh, have there ever been any moments where you haven't trusted Francine, or have you always willingly trusted oh, your, your spirit guide? I, are you kidding? I've fought with her, and she always is right, and it just ticks me off. <laughs> Do you feel like anyone can be psychic, or is it just something special that is given I to certain people? I think everyone can be taught to play the piano. I don't know if everybody's a concert pianist. So you would consider you know, yourself a concert? it's really strange, because you can say, oh, I have music ability. Of course you did, because your father did or your mother did. But when you say that you're genetically this way because you're psychic this way, then everybody gets real weirded out. They don't anymore, thank God, but... Years ago, they didn't know whether to bless me or burn me. But I will say one thing, because I went all through Catholic school and taught in Catholic school. I will say one thing for the Catholics, God love them. They protected me. They didn't let anybody say anything in. Do you think that um, the psychic ability is God speaking to you? I think God speaking through me. It's certainly not me. I don't have that kind of knowledge. Yeah, you know, this is interesting for me, and this is why I wanted to have you on the, uh, the show, Fran, uh, um, Sylvia. I almost called you Francine. Sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to have you on the show because, well, because obviously you're you're a famous psychic, and and I always think, you know, why would I go pick up a book that a Christian wrote about psychics, you know, an evangelical Christian or whatever? Um, I, I want to hear from a psychic what a psychic believes. I want to hear from the the one of the you most. Know, you know what bothers me is if you listen to a lot of psychics, and I, I I wrote a book about the truth about psychics. If they never mention God, I don't understand that. I mean, who do they think they are? Do they think it, it comes from their stupid brain? No. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I, I've had this conversation many times with people um, because I love talking about spiritual things with, with people anywhere, anytime, anyhow. And uh, someone will say to me, yes, I, I have seen dead people. I've spoken with dead people. Uh, I have talked with ghosts or entities or whatever. And my usual response to them is, wow, that's cool. I mean, I've been a follower of Jesus for 30 years, and I haven't had any kind of supernatural cool cool thing really kind of happen. You've had this happen. Um, so my question is, I wonder where that gift comes from, and I'll always ask people that. I wonder where that comes from, if you see it as a gift. And number two, I wonder what it's for. Why do you have this gift? And I just I, want, I just want I them think, to think about, you know, the source of, of this gift that they I've think they have. I've thought about it my whole life. I even was one of the ones that went through five psychologists and psychiatrists. I mean, I went to Edgar Mitchell. I was tested and everything. Um, but I know it comes from God. I do know that. Hmm. My whole life is dedicated to God. No, I just feel like, I don't even know what I say half the time. Somebody asks me something, I open my mouth, it comes out. I don't think about it. Oh, that happens to me every radio show I do. <laughs> it's, uh, all the time. Let's not blame God for that. <laughs> no, no, it's not God. That's just me. What were we going to say, Cheryl? Oh, just wondering what you think your mission is in life then. Like, why did he give you this gift? Take away the fear and the... And all the dogma and all the crazy stuff that people tell you about tithing. And, you know, it's like that guy that said the world was coming to the end 27th of, what was it, May? Yeah, 20, Mr. Harold Camping. Well, that's a good question. What's the difference between you and Harold Camping, who thought he knew uh, uh, that the world was going I to come? I've never asked anybody for $8 million. No. And why would you need that if the world was coming to an end? 
But you do charge a bit and, of a, you do charge a bit of a fee for your consultations. Well, sure, because sure I do because I I support all these people and all. See, I'm the only person you know that ties in reverse. When we pass the basket, we tell people to take out if they don't have it. Huh, I actually like that. Maybe some churches could adopt that, Drew. Yes, I know. I already know of some churches. I used to say yeah. that at my church. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing to do. Is it kind of an embarrassing thing to do, though, if the person next to you is kind of looking at you and saying, do you really need that? Yeah, we bring no, that up as well. <laughs> I've never had anybody do that. No, they all know my philosophy when they come to church. Sylvia, I, I like to ask this question of a lot of theologians I have on the show and, and uh, you know, great men and women of God who have written some classic uh, books over the years and have, have uh, spoken a lot and taught a lot. I, I ask them this question. I'll ask you the same one. Can you give us an example of, of what you used to believe 10 years ago that you don't believe or aren't sure about right now? I've always believed the same way. I've never deviated. Even when I was in Catholic school, I used to fight with the priest. I've always believed it. But have you have you had any changes of beliefs? No. Just no. If you if you track back my record, I've always thought the same thing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I think that in my spiritual life, I remember when I was a child and had childlike faith. And then I remember um, I hung around in the evangelical camp for a whole lot of years. And now I'm sort of uh, wandering about as sort of a uh, pain in God's backside, I guess. I'm sort of this uh, agnostic jerk that wants to put my finger in the nail holes of Christ so that I can really believe. You know what I mean? Like, so I've seen growth spurts. I've seen, I've seen uh, wilderness times. And, I, and I've changed my thinking on a few things, a few uh, doctrines or a few uh, interpretations of the Bible, et cetera, et cetera. And I wonder, you know, if the spiritual life uh, is fluid. And if it is fluid, then there are things that you used to know or think that you knew that you don't know anymore. No, I always have believed the same way. I even used to fight with him on evening on Friday. Why would God care? Right. You know, I mean, I used to say that even when I was in college and high school. Of course, I didn't go over. I went over like a lead balloon. And then all of a sudden they changed it and said everybody can come up from hell. Well, according to my teachings that I learned was that hell was forever. So, and I never believed that. I always knew this was hell. Do your do your beliefs follow like the a certain you know the religion of reincarnation or or something that's established or is yours kind of unique? What's been revealed to you through Francine? No, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I was doing it back in 1954, but way before it was even the sort of in thing to do. But what I've seen is healings, and I've seen people get rid of phobias. I mean, that's what kept me going, was what a curative thing it is. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I look at your life, and I, I see uh, I see a, a bunch of, you know, it's not all uh, uh, roses and champagne. There's five marriages, a bankruptcy, abuse. Uh, you lost ten people in three months. Uh, you yeah. died twice. Uh, yeah. And in all of those things... Sylvia, what would you say would be your darkest hour? Uh, the divorce of one of my oldest son and the fear of losing my grandchild. Hmm. That was a dark time. Uh, going through the light and, and dying was not a dark time. Don't ever think that people don't go through desert periods. I mean, you go through desert periods and you, you know, I said to God, okay, uh, that's enough, uncle, you know. 
especially after my father died and everybody, you know, died. I said to God, okay, I, I, I get it. Whatever I'm supposed to get, I've got it. I don't want any more. Yeah, I, I remember coming out of the uh, Holocaust Memorial over in Jerusalem uh, last December, and I, I was... I was over there in October. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah, like I came out of the Children's uh, Memorial and I lost it, and I was v- oh, very, I very angry. And my, I remember looking up to the sky going, what, were you having a nap? Like, what were you doing? Well, see, but you don't realize people pick their own charts. That has nothing to do with God. They pick their own charts to learn for God. Wait, but you're not, you're, not say, you're not saying that the 1.5 million children who were exterminated picked their own charts. Yes, I am. How did they, how did they do that? They picked it before they came in to uh, to make the world aware of what a monster, you know, that uh, Hitler was. What would have stopped him? I mean, people will come in and sacrificialize. They come in as um, look at what our Lord did. He came in as a sacrificialize. Some of the things I see, you know, people of faith they struggle. They struggle with their faith or believing in it or changing it when something happens unexpectedly or traumatic in their life. Has that never challenged your faith? Never. You know, you said that some of those dark moments where you were kind of saying, God, what's going on? You never had that conversation kind of like, No, why? I just said, uncle. I said, God, please. Enough's enough. I never once um, felt I was devoid of God. No. Mm. I just knew that I was stupid for picking all this crap. <laughs> right, because you picked your chart out before you came is what you believe, so therefore it's already yes, written. Yeah. that's right. I made a contract that I was going to learn all these things to make my soul, I love the, the part of the prayer, my soul does magnify the Lord. Well, how do you magnify your soul unless you go through hardships and pain and suffering? On the phone with Sylvia Brown, of course, uh, one of the most recognizable names out there. Um, we all saw her on uh, on uh, Montel's show for uh, how many years did you do that show for, Sylvia? Seventeen years. We're going to start filming again in January. Wow, incredible! Tell me, tell me about the relationship with your mother. How would you best? Des- how would you most concisely describe that? Oh, she was dark. She, she was, was dark. dark. Yeah, but I tell you what, it did do for me. Because I keep telling my people, you know, at lectures, please turn bad things into good things. Because if you don't, you carry around all this trash with you. I know, I would love to believe that I was a good mother, but I think I became a better mother because of her. Hmm. And I thank that old bag before she died. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were very close with your grandmother, and when when she passed... I mean, you've been doing oh. you've been doing this sort of psychic thing for a long time. And if your grandmother was a psychic, and you're a psychic, and you loved your grandmother, she was there for you like a mother. Have you been in touch with your grandmother? Yes. Yeah. And, and where is she at? I mean, she she reincarnated somewhere else. She's on the other side. So so she's. I'm trying to understand. Does someone? How does someone reincarnate? If your grandmother didn't re- reincarnate, how come? Well, we don't always come in right away. Right. Some come in right away, and that's why they carry it with them. Oh, I could take it here day for hours. But, um, no, some we, some don't come in for 500 years. I mean, you know. So if, if your grandmother does, you find out that she has reincarnated, uh, will you go visit her? Sure. 
I'm just wondering if the person would know. Like, all of a sudden, you show up and go, Hi, uh, Lucy Smith, you're actually my grandmother. Okay, let me give you an example. Have you ever met anyone that you just instantly loved or felt close to? No. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> um, no, or you met somebody that you instantly just couldn't stand? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I work with one of them every Saturday. <laughs> And it's not me. It, no, it's not Cheryl. He's sitting across the board from us. Sorry, what was that you said? Jim? I'm not what? talking to okay, you, Tim. Sorry. I'm talking All to right. Sylvia Brown. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but soul does recognize soul. Right. You know, we just get a... We're far more psyche than we realize. How many times have you had a gut-level feeling about something, you didn't listen to it, and then you were sorry? Oh, yeah. Well, I think that begs the question, because if you're psychic and you married five men, did you know going into those marriages that they wouldn't no, work out? No, a psychic is not psychic about themselves. Did you ever yeah. hear of a doctor operating on themselves? No. For, for example, if Sylvia loses her purse, it's gone. It's gone. So do you have psychic friends that can warn you then? No. I've tried to go to psychic, but they won't read for me. Why not? I don't know whether I scare them or what, but I usually end up reading for them, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> I, I um, If I understand this right, you've had over 50 lives? Yes. Um, but not, none of this, uh, you don't believe in, in interspecies reincarnation, is that correct? No. In other no. words, uh, you know, like the Hindu belief, uh, the the, uh, the karma thing, you come back as an no, ant or no, something. Like no, an ant and a cockroach. My uh, ex-husband uh, became a Hindu, and I... That I'm going to come back as a cockroach. I said, please come into my house. I'll step on you. <laughs> well, you know, that, that is a good question I wanted to ask you. You've had so many hard things happen in your life. Is forgiveness part of your faith? Sure. You can't, like I said to you earlier, you can't walk around with all kinds of stuff like that. Well, how hard has I it mean, been to let a, go of that? That's a learning. That's a learning. Well, it's a learning process. If you really accept the fact that you're down here in this hellhole to learn, and all these things are thrown at you. If everything was great and good, why in the hell come down? Stay over there. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I, it, I've i been told, uh, and I think it might have been the camp that I've been a part of, Sylvia, for the last uh, 30 years, but I, I, I've been told that, um, you know, those that are dealing in things that uh, the Bible you know, warns us about. Oh, and, and, I know. Right? I can quote you Deuteronomy and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got all those verses, too. But but, uh, but no, but I, what I've been told is one of these days they're going to experience uh, an evil that will scare them uh, away from this stuff. Have you, have you ever experienced an evil? No. Oh, certainly I have. I've come across evil people. No, no, I but I mean, I mean on the other side. No. No. So never, a, never an, no. an evil ghost or an evil spirit? No, that's Hollywood. Right. I've gone into places that I heard later that mediums ran out screaming. Well, they're not. Uh, usually a ghost is just aggravated and cranky because you're occupying their space that they feel like they're still occupying. Right. Right now, Cheryl, let me. I'm going to see if I'm going to try to educate Cheryl as the dif as to the difference between a ghost and a spirit. And you tell me if I'm wrong, Sylvia. Okay. I will. Okay. A spirit is one that has crossed over, yeah. and a and a ghost is one that has not yet crossed over and is just uh, wandering around being a jerk. Exactly. Did I do that good? You did that great. And does a ghost have to resolve something before he can cross over? Is that the idea? Yeah, you find a mother that's lost a child, or you find some kind of trauma. Hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and always everybody's finding Indian burial grounds as if the Indians don't know how to get to Happy Hunting Ground. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> let me let me ask you this, uh, Sylvia, and we'll, and we'll let you go in just a little bit because I don't. I know your time is precious, and I don't want to take too much more of it. By the way, thank you. You've been very gracious with with us. I really appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate you calling. Um. What is the thing that you let's say I could gather all of the of the evangelical preachers, all of whether it's Rick Warren or Joel Osteen or I, I don't know, all of them together in one room and you could talk to all the evangelical Christian preachers because we know there's other Christian denominations out there that would be somewhat okay with what you're doing, but we know for sure that the evangelicals are not cool with what you do. What would you say to them? I'd say quit preaching fear. Quit preaching fear. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Throughout this interview, have you received any messages about me? Yeah, that you have to watch out for your neck, your shoulder, and your low back. Okay. You sure there wasn't a word of correction for him, maybe? No. Don't, <laughs> I don't want anything else from you. Unbelievable. No, uh, you have to watch out for your stomach. Huh. Okay. Well, listen, Sylvia, um, in doing the research on you, I've watched a lot of videos, I've heard you say a lot of things, and a lot of the stuff that you say rings true in my head from from my understanding of Scripture. And a lot of the stuff that you say, well, how can you have two a lot? And I guess some of the stuff you say is, is you know, I disagree with, I, I, don't, I don't dig. That's all right. Yeah, but, but let me just say, um, I'm in a space right now where, you know, my uh, my spiritual life is pathetic. So I'm certainly not going to sit in in judgment of you. I just want to thank you for at least at least hunkering down into worshiping love. Yeah. Well, I wish you love, and I wish you find the God of love. That's what I wish. Thank you, Sylvia, and uh, and uh, do me a favor: do good, love God, and then shut up and go home. Yeah. <laughs> I intend to. Good stuff. Sylvia, thank you so much for your time. All right, dear. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I have so many more questions I could ask her. I was just looking at the clock going, oh, my goodness, that's it. It's done. I know. It's done. Now, listen, for those of you who just heard that, and we've had people calling in during that segment as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do very much disagree with a lot of what Sylvia uh, does and practices, and I, but I disagree with it from my based on my interpretation of Scripture. I don't disagree uh, with it just from a gut feeling or, or she's a bad person or what. No, it's got nothing to do with that. I'm trying to still uh, go off of what I think. Well, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash said you must have a code that you live by. Everybody's got a code, and I, I, I you know, the, the best code I've come across is is from the scriptures. And I and I have I went over the scriptures to look about well, what are the rules for talking to the dead? How did the Judeo Christian God feel about stuff that Sylvia does? And there's a lot of scriptures in there that basically say, yeah, yeah, not cool, not cool. So for those of you that just heard me interview one of the world's leading psychics, and we're thinking, oh, you're just giving her a chance to promote her stuff? No, this is a primary source interview. I want to know what the world's leading psychic believes. I want to know where she came from. Interesting how she had this plethora of 
of uh, sort of monotheistic uh, belief systems that were foundational building blocks for her. I mean, she grew up in, what did she say, Jewish, Catholic, Episcopalian, and there was one other thing in there. It's I, like fighting with yourself all the time. Oh, two Irish guys in a bar fighting. Uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I think, though? I think as people of faith, we have to recognize that people who are pursuing spirituality, who are pursuing uh, different faiths, are all seekers of God. Yeah. And they have a hunger within them. And I would rather meet a hungry person any day than someone who doesn't exactly. know that they have need. Very well said. I, I remember taking uh, a course on alternative religious movements down in Australia at Moreland College. And one of the things we had to do for an outing, I think we even packed bag lunches, uh, we went to the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival. And I remember going into this going, oh, man, I feel so spooky and, ooh, this is creepy and I don't know whether we should be here. And when I was challenged about where that feeling came from, it was all in a bunch of presuppositions that I brought with me into that. And once I understood exactly what you said, Cheryl, which is you want a group of people that are spiritually thirsty? Mm-hmm. They're right here. And I sat up on the on the balcony and watched this group of people. You know, they're peeling your aura back like an onion and they're doing all sorts of uh, tantric things and taking photographs and looking at your, 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 your uh, uh, color, uh, uh, different colors around your body and stuff. And, you know, easy to make fun of, easy to go, ha, ha. Look at the wacky stuff Jesus people believe. And I don't know whether it was God or just something went off in my head, but I was totally hit with just a beautiful love for these people. And I back to the crying thing again. I teared up a little bit while I'm looking at all thousands of people pouring through the Mind Body Spirit Festival. Before, I used to go, ooh, ooh, as soon as I smell incense, I go, ooh, that's Satan. You know, the smell of Satan. Yeah. Incense. Could the crying have been uh, the peeling back of the auras? It was peeling back of the onion of, of my aura. Yes. My aura onion. That yes. might have been it. Yeah, mm, that could have been it. Sacrilegious. Well, you know what? The thing is, I think, <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes we look at people of different faiths or even like a, a witch or a saintness and think that there are enemies but, you know, Satan's our enemy. God loves people. And we've got to differentiate yeah. that somehow. Uh, I just want to read a quick blurb from one of Jim Beverly's books, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, Reincarnation and karma are rooted in Hinduism and Buddhism, not in Jewish and Christian teaching. The New Testament has no teaching of karmic destiny or of souls involved in eternal rounds of death and life. The biblical teaching on salvation by grace alone and by faith alone directly contradicts the works righteousness at the heart of the New Age theories on karma and reincarnation. So there's a little tidbit. If you want to find out more about various world religions, you've got to check out Jim Beverly's uh, books. He's got a bunch of them, and Dr. Jim Beverly, Dr. James Beverly, can find out more information from us. Go to our website. And uh, send us an email if you want to find. This sounds like I'm doing a commercial for Jim. It does. Jim doesn't even advertise. He deserves Why am it. I? He's he a does. good guy. Yeah, he does. And he's helped you out a lot. So <laughs> yes. You should and give him a commercial. All right, all right. I'm convicted. <laughs> and he's got a great mustache. He does. Got a black magic woman. Got a black magic woman. You're listening to the show that talks about stuff the others can't, don't, or won't. The Drew Marshall Show on Joy 1250. Hey folks, I want to tell you about the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. You ready for this? For 1250, that's right, only $12.50, we'll mention your organization's name, website, and a brief description. Did you catch that? During each show, we'll read out your organization's name, website, and a brief description for only $12.50. Now, obviously, there's no point in doing that only once during a four-hour show, so we'll read your advertisement four times per show for an entire month, and each time we do it, it'll only cost you $12.50. It's kind of like putting an advertisement up on every church bulletin in the GTA, except you don't have to get permission from that grumpy old lady at the front desk. 
Now, look, because there are limited spots available for our 1250 special, why don't you call us right now, toll-free, on 877-JOY-1250. Now, sure, we're right in the middle of things here in the show, but if you call us right now, toll-free, on 877-JOY-1250, we'll take your name and number and call you back on Monday to sign up for the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. This is nuts. Are you sure we want to do this? How am I supposed to make any money?